What do you get when you have two artists on a similar journey and a creation for craziness and color? You have Anne Luke and Sonia Paz here on the 103rd episode of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. And we're going to be discussing storytelling, personal experiences, and great ideas, tips, and approaches on how you can better market your art business. So let's get started. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring you the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, and valuable resources, art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Hey there, everyone. Sonia Paz here with the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. And first of all, let me apologize if you can detect my slightly scratchy voice. I'm sporting a little bit of my inner Demi Moore with um, the dry weather that I encounter here in our Central Valley in Northern California. The weather, the the, the air is so dry that I, when I get up in the morning, it takes a good couple of hours for me to start sounding like my normal self. But that's okay because we've got a lot planned for you today and we're going to just overlook that obstacle. Now, like my intro mentioned, I have a very special treat for you today. My good friend and fellow artist, Anne Luke, out of the Chicago, Illinois area, is going to be on the show today. And Anne and I met many, many, many moons ago back, not even face-to-face. We didn't meet face-to-face until 2003. But Anne and I were both selling online at the time. We both had uh, fully functional websites in the late 90s. We ventured into selling on eBay, which back then was really great. And you could most certainly sell a lot of artwork back in the day when eBay was pretty shiny new. That was in the late 90s, early 2000s. She and I also, one of the first artist groups, online artist groups that was surfacing at that time, which was called EBSQ, which John Seed out of Southern California had started. And it was a place for artists to get together, to share their works, to get advice, to run ideas by one another. And it was really great and super supportive at the time. And it has evolved into a much larger group and has changed hands, but uh, is now run by Amy Gillingham and her and her husband run EBSQ. And it's still a really great uh, foundation and platform for artists in any capacity to join and learn a lot from other people. And one of the reasons that I started Rockstar Mentor was because I had a lot of people asking me how I market myself and how do I get my art out there? How am I so fearless? How do I create a brand for myself? And just the list goes on. And of course, I love doing the podcast. It's been over two years. We're on our 103rd episode. And I really love being able to connect with all of you and to give you advice and to hear your stories and your experiences. 
and having folks on the show like Anne and so many other people who have been on the Rockstar Mentor podcast, I love to hear their journey, their story, and what their advice is for you. So without any further ado, I would love to introduce Anne Luke out of Chicago, Illinois, also known as Ann'sArt.com, on the Rockstar Mentor podcast show today. Hey there, Anne. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for reaching out. It was so fun to hear from you after so long. I know. I know. It's so funny because we're so close yet so far away and you've been busy and I've been busy. I'm just really thrilled that you're, you've taken some time today to be on the Rockstar Mentor podcast. As you know, the podcast I designed because I had so many people asking me how to market their art, and I found it really fun to have artists, professional artists like yourself, who has gone through the journey to be on the show. I think that's really awesome that you do that because, I mean, that's how we all learn, by following other artists along the way. I I think it's such a great resource, and, you know, back I think of the things that we that I used to listen to and the way we used to do it. We'd buy CDs. Like, there weren't webinars or podcasts. There were audiobooks online. Yeah, (laughs) audiobooks. I mean, it's come a long way because when you and I were selling, just getting out there, it was around 2000, 2001, way long time ago. Mm -hmm. And actually, I sold it on eBay in like 1999. Okay. Yeah. And so that was, you know, eBay in its day was really, it was really great because it was new and it was Mm -hmm. a not, I don't want to say a novelty, but it was a really great new tool for artists and a really amazing tool for collectors because, you know, we could get our art out there to the masses and to such a larger audience than our local vicinity and for collectors, they had so much to choose from just at a click of a mouse. I know that we crossed paths and then we quickly connected. We both were part of a couple of online artist groups that really supported one another as well. Mm-hmm. So with that said, your journey, tell us a little bit about you and what you do with Anne's art and your journey as an artist in a nutshell. Well, my journey, I just turned, I can't even believe it because I don't, I don't feel it in any way at all, except maybe, well, I'll get to that. But I, I just, I can't believe it. I just turned 51. And I, I started this, I did my first art fair back in 1995. And I did art fairs for like 18 years. And I also sold online, you know, through eBay for between like 1999 until I would say, you know, it really started to dwindle. You know, eBay started getting so saturated in like, what, 2006? Yep. 2005, but that what you would say, that's kind of when it just seemed like it just wasn't really happening anymore. But I sold over 400 paintings, I think, to people all over the world. I mean, it was so good when it was good. Yes. And in the midst of doing art fairs, I did them all over the country. And I also, in that time, in 1995, adopted my first dog, fell in love with them, fell in, and realized the plight of so many homeless pets in the country, in the world, and all of that. And um, that kind of became a mission of my, my pet art, doing becoming an advocate for pet adoption. So I did a lot of work with donating to animal rescues and designing t-shirts for fundraisers and things. And that was really a huge, huge part of my work for many years. And I did custom pet portraits 
which I still do, but in the last, probably the last five years or so, believe it or not, I don't even have any pets anymore, which is, I never thought that day would come, but I'm single now and it's really hard to have a dog alone. And I'm just, I'm not home that much. I mean, I just, there's, there's, there's like sort of this kind of wonderful thing to have this independence and not have to worry about, I was always worried about my dogs and for sure someday again, I will, there's no doubt I will have dogs again. But right now, with my business and my lifestyle, it's it's just too much to do to, to have not have or to have one alone. But also, my work has changed as well. And two years ago, in 2016, I was asked to be in a show. The theme was carnival, and I ended up uh, with a group show. But I ended up creating um, work based on circus sideshow banners. Oh, I and know. That's awesome. I was like, well, what's happening in my life? Or what could I do a thing where I could riff off sideshow banners that would be a freak show? And I was like, oh, everything happening to my middle age body. So <laughs> I started this new series called Middle Age Freak Show. And I did five five foot paintings that have been really, they're very strong paintings. They're funny. They're, you know, they're funny, but they're serious. There's the bearded lady. There's One's called Optical Illusions about my first bifocals and presbyopia, which is, you know, that's when when your eyesight changes. There's five of them, which you can see online. And I've made a line of cards and prints out of those, which I'm wholesaling now and really getting out there. And women are just really responding wonderfully to them. And so that's kind of my, you know, my, it's this journey that all women are on and all women go through. So when I made all of those, I had no idea Although I I knew there's more coming because I was like only I was 47, 48 when I did that, only to find out a year later that I had an I had an ovarian cyst and I had an ovary that needed to come out. So then I and then with all of that, I've had a lot more of the journey of I've had all these health issues in this past year, and that included when they took my ovary out, and so I've been through having to deal with depression and not being able to work, and I've had um, all these other things happen, but this is also part of, I'm using this work to, because I'm finding out about all, I'm on hormone replacement, like I want to use it to help other women learn that there's other answers out there because it's something that's not talked about enough. So I just feel like it's, you know, we need to use our art where we're at and, and, you know, use art as a storytelling and as a, as an empowerment tool. Um, but also with humor because I infuse humor in everything I do. And it's, it's, and actually I'm on these great new, hormones and I've got I'm not getting depressed anymore thank god you know and I and I'm finding answers as I go and I'm on, and I'm sharing that info oh, and right. then the other cool thing that I'm doing is I'm teaching sketchbook journaling workshops I've been te- keeping a daily sketchbook journal since 2001 I have I'm on my 48th journal now I think wow, um and awesome. that is really super cool and I'm getting ready. I just did my first online webinar back in April and so I'm starting to work on doing an online class. Hopefully my first one will be in August. So I, I guess in a nutshell, a long big nutshell <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. Too not too much information. <laughs> no, no. It's great. You know, it's funny because you hit the nail right on the head exactly what the life of an artist is with storytelling and taking your life's experiences and expressing that into the art. 
I had to stop drinking coffee a number of years ago. And one of the things that, I mean, I was going through all these stomach issues and my doctor told me, stop drinking coffee. Oh, no, no, no. I have to drink coffee because I'm an artist. You know, if I stop drinking coffee, my creativity is going to go to the, go out the window. Here we are several thousands of dollars later, tons of just feeling lousy for over almost two and a half years. The caffeine was starting to give me these little um, muscle spasmy things. You know, you get those little kind of weird muscly tick, tick, tick things. Uh And I was in my arm, you get them in your eyelid, you know, those. Yeah, I know. It got got to the point I thought, oh my gosh, I am, I'm losing it. (laughs) And my husband took me, we went, I said, you've got to go with me to the doctor. I feel like I'm, something's going on. I'm just not, you know, I thought maybe I was getting some weird syndrome or something. And yeah, my doctor, I go in, she rolls her eyes and she says, you're still drinking coffee, right? I said, well, yeah. She goes, cut it out. And so I stopped cold turkey drinking coffee. It was a Monday. Had a dull headache for that Tuesday and Wednesday. And I'm not joking. I woke up that Thursday. I hadn't felt that good in almost three years. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I ended up doing an entire series. Now, of course, my decaffeinatedness or whatever you want to call it is nothing compared to what you've encountered with your ovary and all that. But it spun out a whole series of the whole decaf series. And I created several really strong paintings about it with some humor because when I was going through all that, all I can think of is I'm going to live the next 50 years of my life feeling lousy because nobody could tell me what was going on when it was just Mm -hmm, the caffeine mm -hmm. pretty much ripping the stomach lining out of my, (laughs) out of my, out of my system. I I've seen that your new work, it's, truly amazing. I've seen the openings and the gallery shows that you've had. And you've done some collaborative shows about that as well. Yeah, it was it was a group show. I was the only one that did the middle age freak show part. Like that was how (laughs) was my take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everyone had their sort of their spin on what they thought. Exactly. And I've been a I love carnival art. I mean, I we have a an old poster framed up in our main room downstairs that says it's one of the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey posters that I I've had it for years. I mean, years, and it's got a it's an elephant with a tiger on its back, and it's really cool. And I love just that whole look and the patina of of the flavor of the essence of how that artwork is. Mm-hmm. It's got sort of got a primitive feel to it. Is there one that specifically that you? that you like that you can't part with? Well, I, the one that I've, I sold one so far and that was the bearded lady. And that was kind of one of my favorites. <laughs> See her before she escapes with her evolved mind. So I actually took actual things that I saw on other ones. Like I did a whole bunch of research into, into actual freak show art banners and then I took a lot of the little sayings that were on them, and then I incorporated them into to the ones that I was doing that way that they would fit. So that was uh, that I really liked that one a lot. But then my favorite one is the truth teller, and that's sort of the upside one. And that it's basically a portrait of me in profile, and it's got it's called it says the truth teller on top, and then it's no one is you, and that is your power. 
no longer too nice because I feel like I, you know, my whole life I've had to, be, you know, you know, be the nice one, always be nice, always say the right thing. Don't, don't you don't want anyone mad at you. No longer sorry is another thing on the, another one of the little text things on there. No filter. So it's really about women at you know when you're at this age, you finally learning to stand in your power and stand up for you know, what you believe in and not being afraid to speak out and um, stop apologizing for, you know, every little thing. And like, if you bump into someone, of course, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, we always apologize. Didn't mean to do that. Like, yeah, no, I get it. You get to a certain age and you're and you... over apologize. Yeah. I'm looking at it right here and I love it. It's, and what's, what's really great is that you've maintained your signature color palette, which I love and delve into the oranges and the teals, the reds, a lot of black too. And I love the color palette of this new series of work you've got going on. Thank you. I also made a coloring book, which oh, I don't have. Yeah. And I, I, I don't have it here. I'm actually working on a new website and it's actually, I, and I also have a new Instagram just based on the sort of this healing journey I'm on. Cause I actually found out what is really wrong with me. And that's a whole nother story, but um, I've got <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> so the coloring book has all the images in it. It's, it's small, but it's really fun. It's really <laughs> So I have a little coloring book and then I have cards and prints. And then I had at the show, I don't, I don't know if you can see, do you start, are you looking at the page that has the little sculptures where people can, they, people gave me their feedback at the show. Like they could share their hot flash stories with me. I, I had created three porcelain sculptures uh, that where people could share hot flash stories and their, they could share their journey as well. And I'm, I'm hoping at some point it would really be cool to, to do a book with all of these because I have a lot more images that I want to do. Sure. Um, Cause there's an ongoing journey happening here with lots of other info that I would like to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. And do you, you know, internally feel as though you've released a lot of, but a lot of emotion and a lot of, um, being a cathartic, you mean? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's cause that's, yeah. I think when I made these initially, like now I look back and where I was and what I've been through since I made those is so much more dramatic and hard. Like back then I'm like, Oh, that was nothing girl. You had no idea. You had no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the work that I'm going to make, I don't know. Like it's interesting. I, I had so much fun making them. I just really, really did. And oh, the, and then the other one, the fun one, is freak, the spotted girl. Because I, you know, I love being in the sun, and I paddleboard out on like Michigan and kayak as much as I can. Our summer is very short here, so I make the most of it. But I have, I have all these brown spots all over my body. So, but there's no end to the amount of imagery that I could do. Um, now, I remember back in the day, you were processing your own prints. Are you still doing that? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm right, Because of the health stuff I've had going on the last year, I've really been, I've kind of had to take a couple steps back. I haven't been doing, it's been more of a time of just creating and not, things have been pretty slow churning things out. It's been more internal creation and um, just working in my sketchbooks and teaching and I haven't been doing a lot. Getting it out there is coming. <laughs> right. 
how do you like the teaching portion of it? Have you always done teaching or? No, I haven't. And the teaching is new. I started about three years ago teaching out of my work, my studio, the sketchbook journaling. And um, last summer I started teaching at a beautiful book studio here in Chicago at Barry Zaki's studio. And then this past spring, I started teaching at the Art Center at Highland Park, which is uh, a northern suburb here in Chicago at this beautiful art center. I love it so much. And people, I learned so much even just from my students. And I've been doing this for so long, and I just, I, it's helped me so much. And it's just fun to see people connect, like to see that they've never really lost what they think they don't have. Right. Like, you know, to see them connect with what they had since they were a kid and see them as they come back week after week, they, they get so excited because I just tell people, I'm like, you'll see that you have your own style. Like people keep thinking they have to create a style, but we all have our own style and they'll come back. When I teach my sketchbook journaling, my daily journaling, they will be like, oh my gosh, they come in and they show me their pages and they start to see how their week after week, their work starts. They see how their work is the same. Like they see that's their own style emerging. Right. And that's really gratifying to see, to see them so excited and, and then to see them recording their own life and just being present. It just gets people present and it gets people engaged in their own lives. And, you know, in this world that we're so, we're always looking at other people's lives online. And it's like, this is people, this is a time for you to sit down and look at your own day and and magic moments in your own day and record those. It's a beautiful thing. It is, it is. And it's fun. You know, it's almost like I call it, it's making your own autobiographical novel. And and then the, and, and the way I do it, it's not really necessarily the way I teach it, but teach it. But when I do mine, I usually do it all in black and white, and then I go back and color it. So it's almost like I'm making a little coloring book page every day, and then I get to go color it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, and you know as well as I do, creating is very, it's relaxing, it's um, cathartic, it's very, it's necessary. And when I create out sometimes, you know, some of the smaller works I've been doing, because I went from small to huge. Now I'm kind of getting back into getting real intimate with some of the smaller ones that especially journaling stuff, because when I moved my gallery for the, I don't know, however many time, two years ago, I found all of my journaling pens, my books, mm-hmm. my pages, you know, all my materials, of course, needless to say, a lot of my pens were dried up and, you know, to be tossed out. But all of the books that I had, the spiral bound books and books that I had made with binding myself and everything. And I thought, oh, my God, it's here. I found it. I found it because I couldn't find it for for a long time. And that really, Uh that just kind of felt, gave a little stab to my heart, you know, (laughs) And, and just trials and tribulations of of life, you know, good stuff, bad stuff, and all that stuff I had documented, whether it was a doodle or a page that had mixed media in it and all the different letterings, you know, the Sharpie is my best friend kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, and when you can, in taking some of that and kind of going through it, I started to do more of it. And that's something I can sit on the couch and just work on. I don't have to be in the studio yep. with, you know, standing at seven foot tall canvas. The whole coloring book thing and what you're doing is is awesome because then 
Now you're giving light and love and all that to people who always say, oh, I can't be creative. I don't even know how to draw a stick figure. Well, that's okay. We're not drawing stick right. figures here. For people that do like kind of get anxious about the drawing, I always say, well, then we just start by decorating our words because a lot of mine are just, a lot of mine is writing too. So, I mean, some of my pages are almost all writing and then I decorate my words. So I'm like, okay, then you just, you just do a little writing and we'll decorate your words and then we'll slowly add images in. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing teaching too. I started Vino Paint, it's just, you know, mobile creative company, a couple, uh, back 2015 uh-huh. going up, this is on going on year four, I think. And, uh, wow. we, um, started off with, you know, doing the painting at the restaurants and wine bars and all that. But, I'm my own boss. I get to say what I can do with Vino Paint. So I started doing the art journaling workshops. I started doing more glass painting, just expanding on so much different creative things. But the classes that are my favorite are the are the ones where you just get right there on the page and you start mixing in paints and you start adding and lettering. You started, you know, pasting imagery from other books or periodicals or magazines and start creating your own story or your own emotion mm-hmm. or your journey on a page and to see how many people have still talk about it and still, you know, want to do stage two of that is amazing. Yeah. I truly get what you're saying. It's just, it's very rewarding to see, take their inner artiste and really produce some amazing stuff. So how many shows or artists in attendance or gallery uh, openings do you have going on right now? I'm getting ready for one in the fall at the State Street Gallery downtown in the Loop. It's called Artist Atlas. I started last year doing um, a new series of paintings on glass windows. So I'm doing reverse painting on glass, and I again they're kind of autobiographical. They're they're very simple. They're images of female image. They're mostly I guess me. I leave certain areas transparent, and then I put some different substrates behind what the areas that I leave transparent. A lot of times I've been leaving cardboard or which I love because of the tone of it. The natural cardboard as a skin tone or just other different colored um, papers. But I'm working on, so the theme is Artist Atlas, and it's for each artist to interpret. It's a group show, The Artist Journey. And I've got some things in the works where I'm going to be incorporating some of the healing journey that I've been going through. I'm investigating right now some vintage imagery that I may be incorporating into those glass paintings. So I'm kind of excited to see. I'm still doing my research, but I'm running short. I got to get moving because time is kicking away. But that's my next upcoming show. Oh, that's pretty cool. When when did you when is that? Um, that one opens in September. September. And what is for what is your advice for artists, either whether they're starting a creative journey or whether they they already have a creative journey. What is your advice to them just to how to keep motivated and to keep creating? I think it's important to, no matter what, I mean, my own personal advice, the thing that has kept me going every day is to try to create 
something every day if you can. So, I mean, maybe that is just a page in a sketchbook every day because that page in a sketchbook every day, I've been doing it since 2001. And sure, I do miss a day here and there, but um, I account for it on the next page. You know, I still write that date in there. That has been like the single most important thing for me as far as keeping up a creative practice. Well, I guess another thing I'd like to say is, and something that I really struggled with because I, you know, I did, I was so deeply connected with the dog art and making that kind of art. And it's such a big part of my livelihood. And it was really scary to take, kind of take a risk and try some of this and, and make this new artwork and put it out there. Not only because it was kind of vulnerable to put such personal work out there about about my my middle-aged freak show and everything I was going through, but also to risk losing clients, losing cu- that customer base. And I, you know, like I, I said, I still do the pet portraits. I love doing the pet portraits and I love the dogs and it's still an important cause to me, but not where my life is not at anymore. So I think you have to be willing to take a risk and follow your heart and go, you have to keep making the art that, you know, is current to you and your life. And I think, I think that's important. And as scary as it's been to kind of make that transition, I'm so glad that I, I've been doing it because it feels so much better in my heart and soul. And I really struggled Mm -hmm. with making that decision. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. And I, I totally get it. Do you find that a lot of, I'm a, I'm a collector of art, and I'm a fan of so many artists, that when they might have shifted and changes, changed direction, you know, I'm a loyal follower. So I mean, do you find Mm -hmm. that a lot of people still they still follow and they still I think so. It's been, you know, I haven't just because of what's been going on with me health wise, I haven't been doing a lot of shows or putting a lot out there. And I, I, so I, I don't, I, it's hard for me to judge at this point because I haven't been putting a lot out to sell, you know, in the last two years. So it's, I think time will tell, but I even know some artists that I follow, you know, their work changes and it, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I would have bought such and such one. I used to love their old work, and then I see their new, you know, but the people change, you know, and that's, but isn't that beautiful and wonderful? Because, you know, you don't want someone to stay stuck for the wrong reason. Because, I mean, then their work, that's not good for them, and it's not good, you know, that work isn't, doesn't have their good energy in it anymore. I think we just always have to try to be true to ourselves and just be as authentic as we can. and. You know, because, I mean, we're the ones creating, we're the ones, you know, artists are creating based on what we've talked about, personal experience and life's adventures and journeys, the highs and the lows, for at least for me and for you, is when you can document that in whatever way, shape or form, it's very close to what, to the heart and it's therapy. And yeah, I see so many artists out there copying other artists and that's, you know, as a collector, you think, well, how can that person be fulfilled by copying other people's art when it's not their own voice? It's not their story. It's not their story to tell. You know, I find what you do has such great authenticity to it and really love the direction that you're going in. So <laughs> it's... um really great and I'm so glad that we're, we've had this time together today go ahead and mm-hmm. tell our listeners where you can be reached your social media 
website and all that good stuff? Okay. My website is annluke.com. It's A-N-N-E-L-E-U-C-K.com. And my, it's terrible. I have three Instagrams. Oh, no, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So so my sketchbook art and sort of painting Instagram is just Luke, A-N-N-E-L-E-U-C-K. And then my dog art Instagram is Luke Studio. And then my middle-aged freak show Instagram (laughs) is middle age underscore freak show. And then my Facebook is Ann Luke Studio. So thanks, Ann, so much. I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out on all of your exhibits and newest work. And um, thank you so much again. Thank you so much, Sonia. It was really wonderful talking to you today. Bye-bye. Bye. That was an amazing interview and many, many thanks so much again to Ann Luke for being on the Rockstar Mentor Podcast show today. And like we mentioned, do take a lot of this advice to heart. Take information that she's given you, information on your storytelling and how to journal your experiences. Make sure that you're documenting everything that you do as an artist and how you can reflect and look back on what you've done over the period of time and see how your work has changed and see how you can have your experiences relate to other people. All of Anne's information will be in the show notes. Also, as it was mentioned on the show, you can check her out at annsart.com, as well as all of her social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and all of her information online. This is a wrap today, everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning in to our 103rd episode of The Rockstar Mentor. Stay cool and creative, and we will check back with you next week. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast today. I am Sonia Paz, your host and creator of this podcast, and the purpose of this show is to bring you my experience and expertise on how to run your own creative artistic business. I have been creating art a long time, and through all this time, I have developed my own retail line of products that I have sold through my retail gallery, my website, and through specialty retailers and galleries throughout the U.S. I developed this podcast to help you, the creative entrepreneur and small business person that you are, so you can be confident and successful with your business. There are dozens of helpful episodes with amazing free advice, interviews with savvy business professionals, so you can learn and experience from their voices of wisdom as well. Be sure to look for me on facebook.com slash rockstarmentor, twitter.com crushitmentor, and instagram.com rockstarmentor. You can also reach out directly to me at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. And if you're looking to learn how to expand your business, please visit rockstarmentor.com. I have a ton of great resources and all of the show notes for every episode is in the blog section of the website. If you love the podcast but feel that you need some more one-on-one coaching, connect with me. You can reach me directly at mentor at rockstarmentor.com. I answer each and every email, and I want to make sure that I can get you on the right track. If you'd like to support the show, you can do that in a couple of ways. You can visit patreon.com slash rockstarmentor and donate as little as $1 a month. 
It just helps with some of the logistics on getting this podcast out to you for free. And if you really like the show and want to give us some serious podcast love, you can make a one-time donation by visiting paypal.me slash Paz. Be sure to subscribe and tune in each week to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast by visiting our website. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, or however you listen to your podcasts. You can even listen to our podcast direct from our website. If you like the podcast and get value from it, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. This also helps us gain more traction and lets other creative folks and entrepreneurs like yourself discover the Rockstar Mentor. Plus, it's always super cool to give great reviews. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we look forward to talking to you later.